Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 96. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, things have been crazy, as always. Never changes, right? It's always something going on. Um, two weeks ago, I had the last episode, and I said, uh, I had the guys coming in, and I was like, hey, it'd be pretty cool if we did an episode. Uh, and then I decided, you know what? I just want to hang out. Like, no reason to bring all the podcast gear, do all of that to then, uh, uh, yeah, just spend that time doing that. I'd rather just hang out and, and hang out with the guys, and that's exactly what we did. I uh, had a really good time hanging out in Minneapolis. Uh, we walked the entire Mall of America. Literally every single floor, everywhere you could go, we walked around it uh, just to say that we did. Uh, it was a pretty cool experience. And then just checked out some other stuff around the city as well, some cool breweries. And yeah, it was just a really good time. We had a, we ended up doing a half marathon. Uh, it was kind of the reason for the trip for them to come out, see where I live, all that fun jazz and uh, do a half marathon. And that was, that was a fun experience. Just getting to hang out with them, do that. And yeah, it was a good time. And then this past weekend, uh, we were in Montana for a race. Uh, I've been saying it wrong. I've been saying uh, Helena my entire life, Helena, Montana. However, we realized while we were there, it's Helena uh, because everybody was saying that. Helena, Montana. So I apologize to anyone in previous episodes that I brought this up or anyone my entire life that is from Montana and I've been saying it wrong. Um, but it's Helena for those that didn't know. Um, but I'll have a full blog coming up in the next week or so, um, kind of talking about the race, outlining everything there, all that fun stuff uh, that happened. Um, but one thing that that did come up during the race, which kind of gave me the uh, the idea for the episode this week, was um, is you know I started off the race pretty well. Things were things were going okay. I had some stomach issues at the beginning uh, from from dinner the night before, which wasn't wasn't great. But things overall were pretty good. I was able to run. Things felt good. The weather rained a little bit, but we're still good. Everything is going great until about mile 21, 22 ish. My stomach started feeling kind of just like a bit off, um, a little more off than it had been, and and my mood really wasn't quite right. I really wasn't feeling like myself, like the, how the previous few hours had gone. It seems like the, the mood had kind of shifted. And I just was in this like weird kind of funk. I really started to get down on myself, kind of questioning the things I'm doing of, you know, can I keep putting these races in? Should I keep doing this? What's going on? Why am I doing this? And, you know, I do it obviously in a lot of races. I probably have a consistent theme through a lot of my race blogs is, is this idea of like self-doubt and, and questioning why I'm doing what I'm doing and what uh, kind of where I was sitting. I think the, uh, the, the term that a lot of professionals uh, like to use is I was having a pity party. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's actually a professional uh, term. I actually tried Googling it to see what it would be and the only thing that came up was Urban Dictionary. So uh, I was like, well, maybe it's not as uh, uniform as, as I thought, but I basically sat in this old, old situation of like, poor me, and, and I'm in this situation that I can't get out of literally having a few miles left in the race, and and I just really just started feeling down on myself, started doubting everything, questioning things that, you know, literally just 
30 minutes before didn't seem like an issue. And all of a sudden, everything is just just going to, to hell in a handbasket, if you will. And I'm sure you can relate you know, to, to a similar situation where it doesn't necessarily have to be like an athletic event or anything like that, but something doesn't go the way you hoped or planned maybe, and then you end up taking it out on yourself. You know, no matter what anyone says or anything, they try to uplift you or bring you out of it or show you the, the brighter sides of things, you're really just stuck there. You know, someone smiles and says hello and you lash out them, lash out at them, you know, for not acknowledging how you feel or, or kind of sitting where you're at now. You know, we want others to, to kind of come down to our level and, and not be so positive. Like, hey, how can things be so good for you? You don't understand what I'm dealing with or, uh, you know, those, those types of things. And obviously it's very circumstantial and I understand that not, not trying to be insensitive to certain things. But, but when we really think about it, it's, it's coming down to we're having a pity party. And, and it doesn't feel good. It sucks. And, and it's not it just sucks just for you. It sucks for those people around you that are having to deal with it as well. But I think, I think this is going to be like a weird statement. I think pit apart, pity parties have a bad rap. I think they can be good for you. I think it's okay to, to be in a pity party, maybe just for a moment, but hear me out my, my thinking and my thought process here. It's because I think when we, when we sit in that pity party, what we really end up doing is listening to ourselves because we have to, because that's where we're sitting. We're choosing to kind of um, just sit in our own self-thoughts and feelings and that sort of thing. So we really get a, a decent idea of how we're feeling in that moment. You know, a lot of times in, when, we're, when we're having a pity party, a lot of times it's a little exaggerated, if we're being honest. It's a little bigger of an issue. It's not as big of an issue as we're making it seem. And we're kind of escalating and exaggerating it just a bit. But in that same moment, you can find all of the little insecurities that you're feeling. You know, why, why are you thinking these things? Why do you think you're not good enough? Why do you think you failed in whatever it is? We really can start seeing where our insecurities lie and maybe can use that in the future to kind of point them out, right? You see, you can also see a, a little bit of maybe your selfish ways when you are expecting behavior from others. They see you in your situation and you're expecting someone to react uh, in a certain way. And if they don't, you, you, you know, you, you get more upset or more in your head about it. And I really do think it's, it, it can be an eye opening experience. You know, a lot of times it doesn't happen until you're out of that experience. But I think while you're in it, taking, taking inventory of those thoughts and feelings, you can really start to, to kind of piece together maybe patterns or circumstances where things happen like this, and you're like, hey, I react the same way every time. Why is that? And, and maybe do some self-evaluation there. And when you, when you do that self-evaluation and you really start to understand your thoughts and feelings in a certain circumstance, you can change it in the future, right? You can be more aware of it. You can be able to, to, to snap out of that pity party faster, if you will. So, so back to my race, back to my circumstance. So my stomach hurts, my legs are not feeling it, you know, people were smiling uh, as they ran past me, I wasn't a fan of it, <laughs> you know, I gave them a nice, great work, but didn't, you know, it was still just like in my own head of just like, ah, I hope you trip, I didn't really think that, but thinking now I might have thought that, 
yeah, who knows? <laughs> but, but once I realized when in the middle of that, once I realized that I was really just throwing a pity party for one, especially with the race, this race was super small. I think there was only like 75 marathon finishers or something like that. So there weren't many people on the course to join in on the pity party with me. But a lot of times in those situations, we're in a pity, it's a pity party for one. So, you know, once I realized that and I you recognize the, the situation because I'd been there many times before, I started to speak some positivity in myself, giving myself just like small little goals to accomplish of like make it to the next light pole, make it to here, make it to there. And, and I'm going to be 100% honest, it didn't work. <laughs> Usually it does. Usually I find like, okay, we do this, you give small goals, you, you know, you make it to the end. And for whatever reason, it did not work. My body was like, nope, you're not tricking us this time. Um, and you know, and, and then that just really started to get into me, my head even more. And I really had to dig deep and, and know, you know, put the training in, I've done the work and, and done all those things to really get to try to snap out of it. So instead of doing small goals, I went big goals. Um, you know, a little over two miles left in the course, I had a little bit of a gel. Um, and, and I basically said like, you're pushing until you can't push anymore. Like you're going to give everything you have here. If that means you you only run for another half a mile and you have to walk the rest, so be it. But you're gonna, you're not going to finish, you're not going to cross that finish line with more energy, knowing that I could have given more. And because of that, I basically um, started moving. You know, I, I kept those positive thoughts in my head, and and the legs started churning over. They started working. My stomach stopped hurting as as much as it did. Now. I know I, I preface this with I had a little bit of gel and that that could have had a good piece to do with it, right? The gel had a little bit of caffeine, any little bit to kind of help all of those pieces. But I think that the thing is, is I, I had that gel with me for a mile and I never took it. And I had to actually make that active decision to be like, no, we're going to do something about this. I'm going to actually take it instead of sitting here in this pity party. You know, I've been in that situation so many times in races and, and I've realized when I'm there how dangerous it can be to kind of sit inside that pity party where we sit there and, and it's just poor me. Woe is me in this situation. And, and not only dangerous to yourself, you know, what we say in our running group is you, you end up turning into a vampire which really is you end up sucking the life out of people that are around you and then people don't want to run with you. Again, luckily there was only 80 people that finished the race, so I didn't have too many of that. But, but what I did was is I, because I had had that experience before and I knew those feelings, I could dig into it and go, you know what, this will pass. It's not always going to get worse. And because of that, I knew I could bounce back from things. Not like I'm going to feel better, not like I'm going to be running the same pace I was running earlier in the race, but I can have a different attitude about it. So, you know, I sat in there in a moment, sat in a little bit of my pity party, and then, then I started moving because I didn't let myself stay there. You know, I, I make a joke, I put my big boy pants on, and I kept on going. And I think we can, we can all do this no matter the activity or the situation that we're in. You know, I've said it a ton of times before, is we can only control our reaction into a situation. We can't always control what happens to us, but we can always control our reaction. How we respond is us. 
And in these circumstances, when things aren't going your way, when things kind of, when things seem like they're falling apart, how are you going to react? Are you going to throw yourself a pity party? Or are you going to do something about it? Or maybe a little bit of both. And that's what I'm saying is, is sometimes it's good to do is really understand those feelings. And go, okay, I understand. Like you be in it and then acknowledge it. Like, oh, wait a second. I know what I'm doing. This isn't good for me to sit here. Let's bounce back. How can I, what can I do now? So I started running. About, I had a huge smile on my face running through about a mile and a half to the finish. We joined up with 5Kers and um, it was just, it was just a great experience passing by all those folks and, and uh, passed by a, few, a handful of the marathoners that had passed me, you know, wish them luck. <laughs> as I kept going like, good work, keep it up. You know, I had a huge smile on my face and really tried giving them that encouragement. And I know at least two runners, you know, had picked up their pace after I'd passed them because I took the results and they were, they came in, they didn't end up walking the rest of the way. It was apparent from that, that piece. And not that something I'm going to take credit for specifically, but maybe, maybe my little bit of encouragement sparked something in them. Maybe just that little bit of, of keep it up, great work towards the end is all they needed to kind of get them to the finish line. Or maybe it was just their time to run. They were taking a break and it just so happened to be when I was passing them. But I think the, the big picture of all of this is we can, we can have our pity parties. I don't think they're a bad thing per se. They're only bad when we sit in them and linger in them. But it's good to kind of be in there, understand our feelings understand how we're feeling in certain circumstances so we can take inventory of that and do something about it the next time. So the next time your pity party's half as long. So we can understand our feelings, then get out of that pity party, keep moving on, and then use that to motivate others. Let's be the, the, the kind of people that bring hope and brightness into the world, not negativity and darkness. There's a, a local radio station here that always says something like this. I'm sure I'm butchering it, but it says the world is full of uplifting people. And if you can't see someone around you, if you can't see one around you, be one. And I, and I, I love that as a daily reminder to say we're meant to uplift people. We all can be uplifting to others, but if you're not seeing someone uplifting around you, then you be that uplifting person. Continue to build people up instead of tearing them down. Because we do a good enough job of that ourselves, right? When we sit in pity parties, we include, we, we hurt ourselves probably more than others because we just continuously go down that, that slippery slope of over-criticizing ourselves, every little thing that we're doing, that we're not good enough, we're not going to amount to it, whatever the case might be. When we sit in those pity parties, that's what we do. But we really need people around us to lift us up, to help us get out of that. I go back to the people that were passing me and, you know, wishing me luck and doing the same thing. Obviously, it's the same thing that I just said at the very end that I hoped helped someone. You know, it helps spark into other people to, to be uplifting, to make a difference, to not just sit in that piece. So I guess that's, that's really my takeaway for today in this episode. I mean, it's, it's a shorter episode, but I, I, it's just something I wanted to, to kind of talk about is it's okay to have a pity party. It's okay to sit in those feelings, to, to be in those feelings, but don't just stay there and make sure you turn whatever you learn from that pity party, whatever you, you gather about your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, whatever got you to that situation, makes you turn it to be a bright spot in someone else's life. 
be that uplifting person that I needed during the race. Thanks so much for uh, listening today, y'all. I appreciate it, appreciate it. A few things before we hit the outro music. Um, Hangry, we're doing a a summer lunch program uh, in Delaware, Ohio. We're super excited about that. You can find more information on our website, wearehangry.com. You can make a donation there. Uh, The Hangry store is also going to be launching with some new merch. Uh, Hopefully July 1st is the date, maybe a few days before. Uh, We get our samples in this week, I believe, so we can take pictures and stuff like that. Very excited for some of the stuff we have. We'll have some hats, headbands, new shirts, new design. I'm really excited to to share that with everyone else. But uh, check out all the stuff, wearehangry.com. You guys know the deal. But now we can cue the music, make a thing out of it. Reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. If you enjoy it, share it. I appreciate it so much. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. Thanks so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose. One step at a time. See you next week.